Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Well, we're so excited. Once again, Happy New Year to everyone. We're so excited to be starting off the new year on a time of fasting. And um, just so that you know, we're talking about this a lot because of how powerful um, it is when you really stop and seek God. You'll see in Hebrews chapter 11, as we're going to be starting our faith series, you're going to see in chapter 11 at a certain point, we're going to hear some words that say, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's something about seeking God, like really pressing into God, that is absolutely transforming. And Jesus is the focus of our faith today. And uh, so, so we're so excited to be starting the year out, starting on the faith series. And um, you'll see also Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. As you turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11, or in your phone as we, or iPad nowadays, um, you know, this is called the Hall of Faith. It's not the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Faith. There are all sorts of Hall of Fames on the earth. We especially are aware of those with sports. When someone gets to the Hall of Fame, it's because of what they accomplished. Um, and for example, in baseball or in basketball, football, you need to have certain statistics in order to make it to the Hall of Fame. You gotta get voted in, there's this extensive process. But the Hall of Faith is different because the Hall of Faith is a series of uh, examples of what God did, not because of how perfect people were or because of all of the things that they accomplished in themselves, but it's, it's a, 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 a hall of testimony of what God did when people believed him. How many know when we believe God, we get to see the faithfulness of God? And that's why we're in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. This is actually the Old Testament hall of faith. And while I was studying this, one of the things that dawned on me is that the New Testament hall of faith is not closed yet. And how many know we have a role? We, how many want to be part of the New Testament Hall of Faith? Hallelujah. So this is for us. And God wants us to learn about faith. Everyone say faith. God wants us to learn about faith. God wants us to grow in our faith. Faith is something that you kind of grow and faith is something that you sort of learn. It's this, it's this journey that we're going to be on for a number of weeks. And I'm really, really excited for all of us. We prayed, God, help us to grow in our faith. 
in you. How many know nothing is impossible with God? How many want to declare that right now in the name of Jesus? Nothing is too hard for God. Amen. Amen. So we're going to spend the next couple of months learning how to grow our faith from Hebrews chapter 11. And today we're going to cover two verses in two different translations. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And by the way, those uh, faith cards out there are, you're going to see over the course of the next two weeks, that one of the keys to faith is getting full of the Word of God. Here are some verses that would be great for you to memorize and cling to. But here we go. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Let's read the first one together. Ready? Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And by the way, the reason that I use two verses is because the way the translators translate from the original language, this... Uh, um, these two verses, they, the translators fall on two sides. I feel like these two verses cover both sides the best. New Living Translation says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the, come on everyone, evidence of things we cannot see. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, people in the days of old earned a good reputation. And so these are the two verses that we're going to be uh, uh, speaking to today. And it's going to take us two weeks to really unpack the definition of faith. But here's the first definition of faith from Hebrews chapter 11. It says, uh, faith is confident expectation. Faith is confident expectation in the presence, power, and provision of the unseen God. Let's read this together. Faith is confident expectation in the presence, power, and provision of the unseen God. Faith is confident expectation, okay? When you're confident in something, and the kind of confidence that the Bible is talking about here, it means that you're totally sure. Are you confident? Yes, I'm confident. Are you sure you ever have someone ask you a question about something? You sure about that? You go, yes. I'm sure. Well, this is saying that you're totally sure. Faith is that you're confident on one side, okay? Part, there, in, there's a side of your heart that is totally sure, and yet the reality is that there's nothing there yet. And so you're totally sure, confident, then expectation, which means you're totally hopeful that what you're sure in is going to come from the unseen God. It's confident expectation, okay, in what? In the presence, power, and provision of the unseen God. By his presence, we mean we have confident expectation in his loving nearness. How many believe in the loving nearness of Jesus? How many are thankful for today for the loving nearness of God? 
We have confident expectation that Jesus is here with us and he's a loving God. God is a loving God and he's near with us and he's with us all the time. We have confident, confident expectation in his loving nearness. Secondly, in his creative, in his power, which is his creative ability. Now what that means is that we have confident expectation that even though there's nothing there, God has the creative ability to make something be there that's not there. How many believe that today? How many say amen? As the year unfolds and we're believing God by faith, this is a major part of faith, which is you not only believe that God's near, but you believe that he has the creative ability to bring about in your life what's not there. You see, you, you're looking to him. He's here. He has creative ability. And then lastly, it's confident expectation, provision power, uh, a presence power, and the provision Okay, and by provision, we're talking about his amazing generosity. Everyone say amazing generosity. God's generosity is amazing. How many believe that today? So faith is confident expectation in God's presence, in God's power, and in his provision, even though he's unseen. Okay, even though we can't see God, we don't have to see God because we believe. How many, how many believe he's the God of miracles? Amen. And so it's, it's very, this is a, this is, this is a simple, but here's, the, I want to go slow on this because for the rest of the year, I want you to remember when you're having moments where you're struggling with your faith, you're going to go back to three things. You're going to say, God, you're near. God, you're able. God, you're generous. Let's say that together. Ready? God, you're near. God, you're able. God, you're generous. If you're taking notes, write that down. Faith is confident expectation that God is near. God is able. God is generous. I don't know about your God, but you know who my God is? He's the kind of God who's always near, right? He's always able, and he's always generous. How many praise God for that kind of God that we serve? So that's what faith is. It's a confident expectation in the presence, power, and provision. Now, now, last, the last uh, four words here. Ready? Say it with me. Of the unseen God. Okay, of the unseen God. And that's very, very important for us to understand that faith is not about the physical senses. Faith is about our spiritual senses. Okay, here's what faith believes the unseen God operates from his unseen world, but manifests into our seen world. Could you give me the next slide, please? Here's what, here's what faith believes. Faith believes the unseen God operates from his unseen world, but manifests into our seen world. The unseen God, how many know the kingdom of God, it's operating and going even though we can't see it. 
When Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of God is upon you. The kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom of God is within you, even though we couldn't see it. Jesus came declaring that fact. How many know the kingdom of God is real and powerful and able? And we as believers believe that the God who remains in the unseen has this amazing unseen kingdom. And as we believe him, what he does is he manifests his power, love. His creativity, his generosity right into our lives. So the unseen part, a big part of faith is the unseen. Look at how Kenneth, this is a, a commentator. He said, faith apprehends as a real fact what is not revealed to the sense. Okay? It rests on the fact, acts upon it, and is upheld by it in the face of all that seems to contradict it. So remember, as we break down faith now, okay, it's confident expectation even when you can't see, even when your circumstances contradict it. Faith says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the world says. What matters is what God says. That's faith, okay? Faith is real seeing. What he's saying by that is that faith is seeing what only God can see. It's seeing God's world, even though we can't see with our physical eyes. So part of the reason why we're doing this fast, guys, is because what the fast does, it's one of the ways that we break through from the seen, okay, to the unseen. What we're doing for the next three weeks Okay, what we're doing is we're forsaking the scene, the tangible. Like somebody was saying to me that uh, um, they just love the bears and one of the things that they're fasting. <laughs> no condemnation for those who, who are gonna watch the bears. Everybody's gotta be led differently. Go Bears, come on, we want them to, hey, listen, by the way, I was talking to them and I was saying, yes, but, but praise God, the fast will be over, they get to the Super Bowl, we get to watch the Super Bowl, hallelujah, okay, so it's all good, that's the one that really counts anyway, but, but the point is, is that they were saying, look, I'm setting that, that's one of the things, I'm setting entertainment aside. And the time that I would spend with entertainment, I'm going to press into God. Okay? And as I press into God, I'm expecting that God is going to move by his mighty power in ways that I don't fully understand. I don't have all the details, but faith presses through and believes in the unseen God and in the power of his world, even though that world is unseen. So I was just, I was talking to one of the brothers. I, I actually connected with him. One of the brothers in our church, his name is Ray. He has an incredible testimony. Okay. And uh, he kind of met the Lord when he was a kid. But he grew up on the, basically on the streets of Chicago. His parents were involved in gang life. And his dad had an accident and died early. And, uh, and then he got into the gangs, rose to become like one of the top leaders of the Latin Kings. 
And there are a bunch of guys here today who, who he was instrumental in seeing that. I'm talking about a lot of people have gotten saved because of this one man's faith. But he had a praying grandmother, and she, well, you know, she helped let him, lead him to the Lord, and he could be a rascal, but she was always praying. Listen to this. She was always praying for him. He's in the service today. So I remember the story of this is how powerful faith is. I remember him telling me a story, and I just confirmed it. So he was actually in prison doing time. And his mother comes to visit him and says to him, guess what? They gave your grandmother three months to live. And so what did he do? Okay. Now, uh, um, he, he wasn't in prison because, um, because he was a great Boy Scout, was he? <laughs> but he goes back to his thing. He says, I'm not leaving this cell. He, he went on a nine-day fast from prison. And he said, I barely even left myself. Okay, went on a nine-day fast, and he fasted for his grandmother because deep down inside, the seeds of faith had been sown into him. And so, so after that, he said, I didn't even realize this for years, but they gave her three months to live. Well, she went on to live nine years. And it wasn't because he was a spiritual giant. It was because he put his faith in the unseen God who's always near. Hallelujah. He's always near on our worst day. generous some people think that you got to be good enough but that's not the way this works no one is good enough all we have to do is call upon him in faith in the day of trouble and he will answer how many would say amen you see faith is not what we think faith is pressing through to the unseen world The purpose of this series is to help you press through to the unseen world, to the kingdom of God. How do we pray? Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you're praying about the kingdom of God, you're talking about the unseen world manifesting in the seen world. We want to see God manifest in this world, in this year, in all of our families, in all of our lives. Manifest your glory and power. Not because we're perfect, but because he's amazing. Just seek him. The story is filled with people who seek God, sought God. You know, I was uh, just kind of thinking over the course of the year, just thinking about stories, you know, um, so it, in American history, General Patton, who was not a, 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 a real, he had twisted theology, but he believed in God. He believed in the God of the Bible. So George Patton, there was a fog, and they couldn't move, and they couldn't fight, and they were in trouble if they didn't, if they weren't released to fight. So he, he said to, to one of the, the pastors, one of the chaplains, he says, I need you to write me a prayer. And they passed out the prayer that he wrote, and everybody got the prayer, and they prayed the prayer, and then the fog lifted. How many know God can make the fog roll in? God can make the fog move out? God is able to do by his mighty power whatever we need done. 
What you got to understand is that we're on earth and the fog is here and we're in the, in the seen world and we move and we go to the unseen world and say, Lord, we need you to touch nature. Or you might say, God, we need you to touch a body. You know, I, my mom called me this morning at, uh, she called me at 6.30 in the morning today. And, and I was actually happy about it because I was thinking about getting, I needed a question answered about 25 years ago. Um, I was on, yeah, well, not 25, about 20 years ago. I was on staff at Brooklyn Tabernacle before we came here, when we first got to BT. And one of my mother's neighbors, she lived on the second floor, her name was Olga. One of her neighbors, um, again, not a believer, well, she was told that she had cancer in her kidneys. And so what happened was, is, it, and, and listen, this is the way it ought to be, okay? It's okay with me that people come to God when there's a crisis. Everybody say, let them come. Because many of us come to God through a crisis. That's the way it happens. So, so the woman was down to, to, she was like down to 95 pounds. And uh, she, my mom was telling me, pray, pray, pray. I said, mom, bring her to the prayer meeting one day. And guess what? They got her in the car. They brought her. She was like 95 pounds. They had to carry her. Imagine from the lobby. They had to carry her from the lobby to the front where she sat right there with this, where my sister is right there. So Pastor Bokestaff, who's now gone home to be with the Lord, Pastor Bokestaff, I turned to him and said, hey, Pastor Bokestaff, this is the situation. Would you pray for her? We anointed her with oil, and we prayed for her, and then we carried her out. Okay. So that woman went on to live another 24 years. Okay, they had given her, listen, they had given her a very short time. They were like, she's at the end, she's malnutrition. She went on to live 24 years. She died of something completely different. She just died six or seven months ago of something completely different. And, it, and you know what? She didn't keep going back to the church. She didn't keep going uh, uh, this is, here's why I'm emphasizing this. I'm emphasizing this. It's because sometimes we equate faith with our own sense of righteousness, and faith is purely faith. Faith is purely faith. Faith is that you're right here, brothers and sisters, and we live in a real world but we can grow a confident expectation in the presence and uh, 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 in the presence, power, and provision of the unseen God. We can say, I believe, I believe it's true. You're the God of miracles. This is what I'm asking you for. Why are we saying, by the way, we want to encourage you, right? Fill out one of those posts and put it right on that wall. We're going to pray over that wall. Okay, I went and filled one out and I put it on there yesterday. Let's do this together. Okay, write down what you're believing for from God. Like really, take a step of faith, declare. It doesn't matter how big it is because nothing is too hard for God. He can move a mountain by his mighty power. Come on, let's live by faith. Say what you believe. What are you believing God?
God for it. Faith is a confident expectation. Here's another quick example. I'm giving you some basic examples. There was a man in England, his name was George Mueller, and his story goes that he too was a real party animal rascal, and then he got saved, and he became the head of an orphanage. And here's his quick story. So he fed, housed, and clothed over 10,000 orphans without ever making a financial request. He said, I will not ask people I'm only going to ask God. That's what he did. Okay? So listen to this. This is just one of many stories. I read this story over 20 years ago. The children are dressed and ready for school, but there is no food for them to eat. The house mother of the orphanage informed George Mueller. George asked her to take 300 children into the dining room and have them sit at the tables. He thanked God for the food and waited. George knew God would provide food for the children, as he always did. Within minutes, a baker knocked on the door. Mr. Mueller, he said, last night I could not sleep. Somehow I knew that you would need bread this morning, so I got up and baked three batches for you. Bring it in. I will bring it in. I'm already answering for George right there. Soon there was another knock at the door. It was the milkman. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage. The milk would spoil by the time the wheel was fixed. He asked George if he wanted some free milk. Okay, you see that double N? It was like, do you want? If he wanted some free milk, George smiled. He said, yes. So George smiled as the milkman brought in 10 large cans of milk. It was just enough for the 300 thirsty children. How many know the God of the unseen world answers by his mighty power? So we have to understand it is confident expectation in the unseen God. When you go home, you don't have to see him. You just have to believe him. You see, the world tells you, see, 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 see. And we say, I don't see with these eyes. I see with the eyes of my heart and my spirit. How many would say amen? So listen, the title of today's message is Authentic Faith. Everyone say Authentic Faith. Because what we want to develop is authentic faith from the spirit, the word, the presence, the power, the person of God, of Jesus Christ. And I wanna, look, this is not gonna be, uh, uh, um, I want us to be able to respond to God. I'm not gonna talk a lot, we're breaking this message down, but I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. See, the Bible says that we believe in our heart and then we confess with our mouth. Faith begins in the heart. And I want us to pray, God, give us authentic faith. There are boxes that say faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Because God is a mountain mover. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we come as individuals and we come as a church body. And Lord, you know the needs that we have as we look down the road of 2019. You know, Lord, the needs that we have as individuals and as a church body. And Father, we are banding together by faith. We are coming into a spirit of agreement before your mighty throne. 
We declare our faith in your powerful throne. We don't see it, but we know it. We have a confident expectation on he who sits on the throne. God, we give you glory. God, we declare our faith and our trust in you. And God, we ask that you would grow our faith. Make us a people who see the kingdom of God come from heaven unto the earth. Let your kingdom come to our families. Let your kingdom come to our loved ones. Let your kingdom come to our lives to meet our needs, to help us move forward. Let your kingdom come to this church, God, to fulfill your mission and your plan and your purposes. We believe in your unseen presence, power, and provision. And God, we ask that you would grow your faith in every heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God for his goodness and his faithfulness. So we're walking through this. We're walking through this. The first two weeks, we're going to be like breaking this down little by little. All right? But when you go home today, you're fasting. By the way, this is a, a bit of a mistake that sometimes people make when they fast. Sometimes people say no to some things, but they don't say yes to other things. So it's not enough to say, I won't watch TV. Okay, it's that when you're not watching TV, however you do it, you're on your knees and you're seeking God and you're saying, Hosanna, let the king be lifted up. I worship you, God. I want to see your face, oh God. I want to see your face. I believe you, God. I'm believing you for this. I'm believing you for that, God. I want to draw near to you. I draw near to you, God. So it's not just that, um, that you stop doing things, but it's that you start doing other things, things that really enhance your ability to see in the unseen world. You know, I was telling the, the, the men before the meeting that um, the first time I ever fasted, it's so funny because uh, the first time I ever fasted it was a three-day fast. And one of the things I learned about fasting, especially when you fast food, is that the days get really, really long. <laughs> you know, I was a baby Christian. I was, this, you know, I was 20, maybe 20 years old and uh, 21 years old. And I remember going and sitting it, uh, I was like, man, I really spent a lot of time eating because it just feels like I have nothing to do. <laughs> and I remember sitting at a park bench and then closing my eyes and praying, nah, please, please go talk to God when you're supposed to be fasting. Go talk to him. It's going to be awesome. And I remember, I'm just a kid. I don't know. I don't know about all this Christianity. I'm just just trying to exercise faith and I just closed my eyes and I started praying and I was telling the men I just felt like I saw something but I didn't know what I saw but I just I just felt like I saw something that I couldn't even I saw something that I didn't see 
and I just was like, God, you're real. You know, it's like, I just saw something, like I closed my eyes and I prayed and I just felt like, it was kind of like this, it was like I was hearing God and all of a sudden, I was hearing God. And here's what you're gonna find. You're gonna find that when you live by faith, okay, faith is wonderful because as you grow, there's something about ground that you take in God that it's almost like you can really keep the ground that you've taken. So you can take ground in your walk with God, you know, and you can move forward and then you're there and the way God builds your faith. And I didn't have any of this planned in my notes, but I'm just trying to follow God. You can build your faith by your time with the Lord. You just, all of a sudden, you just know God better. All of a sudden, you have more confidence, more expectation, you know, and you're just stronger in God. You have more authority. And how many want more authority in God in this year? How many would say amen? So look, faith, the title of the message is Faith is Authentic Today, is because faith can be authentic or it could be very, a very misguided thing. An authentic faith has to have God as the object. Here's the first point. I've only got two, really one point today is an explanation and a point. Authentic faith has God as the object, okay? And by object, we're not trying to make him a non-being, non but saying it is the focus of faith. It says, now faith is confidence, but confidence and assurance in what? It's in the unseen God. Faith has to be an object. Here's what faith is not. Faith is not positive thinking. A lot of people tend to think so you ever hear someone say, man, you got to believe in something. As long as you believe in something, it's all good. You know what that is? That's positive thinking. That's not faith. That's misguided faith. And by the way, it's great to be positive, but that's not going to pull down things from the kingdom of God. Faith in God is what pulls down things from God. So faith has to have an object, and that object is God. What faith does is it focuses on who God is, what he's done, what his word says, okay? Jesus is the object of our faith. There's a big difference. Other people believe in other gods. Other believe, people believe in idols. You know, I, I have a, 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 a family member. He has a statue in his house. You know what I'm saying? But if the statue can't move, why would you ask the statue for anything? If the statue starts walking around and talking to you, you got a different conversation, okay? But the statue can't do anything. We don't pray to statues. If you're here and you pray to statues because that's what you taught, that's okay, but listen, that's misguided. Pray above the statue. Pray to the unseen God, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Faith has to, has, an ob uh, has to have an object, and that object is Jesus. Look at what the Bible says. It's let us run with perse perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Say that together, ready? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. 
that means he's the starter of our faith and he's the one, the grower, the perfecter of our faith. It's when we focus on Jesus. Now we say this all the time. Part of the reason that we focus on Jesus is because Jesus, out of all the other religions, philosophies, perspectives, I, we say this all the time, Jesus came to the earth. Jesus showed up. He became present. Even though we can't see him now, we know that God manifested himself in the Son of the living God, the Most High God, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How many know Jesus walked on the earth? How many would say amen? He came and then he endured the cross. He scorned it, his, his, uh, he scorned its shame. He paid the price. He intervened in the affairs of men and he offered his life as a sacrifice. And then he rose again. Now he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So he's still the object when we're looking to heaven. How many know we're looking to Jesus? We come to the Father in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. It is the name above all names. It's the name by which men are saved hallelujah so remember authentic faith has an object and authentic faith focuses on Jesus do you know Jesus how what's your relationship with Jesus if your faith is going to grow you're going to grow your relationship with Jesus in 2019 you're going to be closer to Jesus amen now, I was think, asking the Lord, what does this really mean? How does this kind of happen in our practical lives? Here's what it means. It means that our faith in Jesus will take hold of God in 2019 over people, places, and things. Okay? What I mean by this is that when we really have faith, all right, when, when you really have faith and people do things to you, faith has the ability to say, I'm not going to let that be an excuse in my life. I'm not going to develop a paradigm of blame. Some people live, you're always blaming somebody. You know, when you live blaming somebody, you know what that is? That's a lack of everyone. Thank you for that whisper. <laughs> you see, here's what faith does. Classic example. Let's take Joseph. Joseph got a vision from God. And Joseph's brothers got jealous, long story. They sold him as a slave. And you know what Joseph did? He said, look, I'm not going to worry about people, places, and things. I'm a slave. I'm this. My brothers diss me. But I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord. You see? And then he went to another place and he was hoping and trusting, but he remembered God spoke to him and said, I'm going to use you in a powerful way, Joseph. Okay. He became a slave in another man's house. He got falsely accused. He put him in prison and he said, you know what? I'm not going to get bitter because I don't attach to people, places, and things. I attach to God. God can bless me in the prison. God can bless me in the, in the valley. He can bless me in the cave. I look above all of those things and I fix my eyes upon the Lord. You see, faith, real faith attaches to God over the craziness that happens in this world and a lot of crazy. Oh, you won't believe what happened. Yeah, bad things happen, but it doesn't matter. Faith keeps moving you forward. 
Why? Because you attach to God. And listen, when you attach to God, it doesn't matter where you find yourself. How many know God can push you forward? So here's what this looks like. Could you put up the next slide? So look, these are the different, you might be in one of these different places right now. The Bible says the thief comes only, everyone say only, to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it, everyone, abundantly. All right? So look, some people today are in defeat mode. Some people are in just survival mode. Some people, you're just getting along. You're just like, every day is like this. <sighs> just getting along. And it's real. Some people, you're in the comfort zone. A couple of things are going right, and it's all good, and then you're doing your own thing. But God didn't, Jesus didn't come to the earth and die so that we could be defeated, surviving, or just comfortable. How many know he came that we might have life and have it to the full, have it more abundantly? How many would say amen? So here's what faith does. If you're defeated, right, there could be a lot of reasons why you're defeated today. It could be people, places, or things. It could be you wouldn't understand what happened to me at that school. I went to that school, it was the worst decision I ever made in my life. Or, 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 you don't understand what that person did to me. You don't understand what's happened to me in my life. Faith says, yes, that happened. Faith says, yes, I went there. Yes, that terrible thing happened. Yes, that I had that, that, that crisis all took place. Look, we had a meeting the other day. I, I don't have, I, I said to one of the guys, I really wish I could preach two hours today, but we'll just, we'll stretch it out. We had a meeting the other day. We sent Pastor Jose, and we, we sent um, one of our brothers who was in a gang done time. So they went, they were talking to the, to the captains of the police, and they're trying to do a new program that when someone, when they know that there's a significant uh, kind of offender in a neighborhood, they want to go to them, but they want to take a pastor. Okay, so here's the way the meeting went. The way the meeting went is that the police were saying, look, we've heard so many things from the church. It's like, come on, man. You know, we don't want to start things that don't really work and all this kind of stuff. And they went and went, and Pastor Jose was just waiting, waiting, and then he felt a prompting from the Spirit. He said, can I say something? And he said, no, listen, when you really engage the church, God can really move, so on and so forth. And he says, hey, brother, why don't you just give your testimony? The guy said, yeah, I did seven years here. I did this and that. I was a notorious gangster, blah, 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 blah. The church came alongside. I'm a man of God. I'm married today. I have a family. I'm living for God. I serve in the church. I'm he said, I'm mentoring young boys. And then because he said that, they said, okay, we're, we're in. We'll give it a try. You see, because God is able to take our brokenness what the devil means for evil how many know god is able to turn for good so look look you're going to walk out of this building today okay here's what god wants you to do wants to do in your life but it's by faith everyone say by faith it doesn't matter if you're defeated today doesn't matter if you're in prison. Doesn't matter where you call on God from. Faith can begin from anywhere. Okay? It doesn't matter what direction you're heading in. Right now, right here, right now. If you believe, 
in the presence, in the power, in the provision. If you will just right now, right here, right in this service, right in this second, open your heart and say, Lord, I believe that even though I don't even deserve one drop of your amazing generosity, I believe in your amazing generosity. And I open up my heart to you. How many know you can go from great defeat and you will be on your way to the supernatural abundance of the most high God? How many would praise God for the supernatural abundance that he has? And so, but, but remember, real faith has an object. It's real, it's confidence in Jesus. Jesus showed up and he left. He's not here anymore, but how many know he is? Lift your hands to him. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. We know. There's more that's found in you. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. We know there's more that's found in you. Come on, sing this song right to him. It's in you. Yeah. 
things that this world cannot see. Come on, pray. Collectively, we're praying as the body of Christ. 
God, help us to press into the unseen world. God, every woman, every man, God, give us a, make us, help us, let these young men see, God, let them see, let these women see, God, let our little children see, God, let our marriages see, oh God, help us, God, make us a people, oh God, who believe, oh God, Jesus is the object of our faith, you are the author and the finisher of our faith, we focus on the one who's seated at the right hand of the Father. today and you've only just begun this year oh God you're gonna grow us you're gonna strengthen us you're gonna use us for your glory and you're gonna bless us into the abundant life I declare it Lord God I believe it oh God you're gonna turn defeat around you're gonna turn us so God you're gonna move us past surviving God people in their comfort zone you're gonna shake them up but move them into blessing oh God like never before So Lord, we go from this place so aware that you've only just begun. Let this day be an amazing day in your presence. Let this fast be, oh God, a life-changing season. Release your people now to connect with you, to connect with the unseen world and to believe the unseen God to do exceedingly and abundantly and beyond. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen. Let's put our hands together, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to greet one another. And as you go, please take some time and fill out those post-its. Post, put your prayers, put your what you're believing God for. Pick up those cards.